this series presents information based in part on theory and conjecture. The facts that will be presented are true. Scientists representing the world's foremost research centers took part in the examination of the evidence. Everybody and welcome to Paranormal Guys. I'm Chris. I'm Jed. You are listening to the Uncomplicated Paranormal Podcast. Uncomplicated. That's what I like to think. Yeah, not complicated. Or we don't make you think. It's not real complex. Well, <laughs> when you don't think yourself, why would you want to make other people do it? We just tell you stories and go, "Hey, there you go." You know what I like to think? We don't constipate the mind. Uh, you don't want your mind bound up. You don't. Let's cheese. <laughs> So, any exciting happenings, Chad? Well, I mean, Ghostbusters came out. Are you excited about that? I'm not. The uh, Pokemon oh, no. Go craze. Oh, not excited about mm. that either. Yeah. So, uh, no, not really. All right. Well. Yeah. But anybody that likes new Ghostbusters, power to you. I just. It's great. It's got nothing to do with women. I just, I feel like that movie did not need to be remade. Do I need to bring back the Paranormal Guys editorial? No. Oh. No, I'm done. That's all I'm going <laughs> to okay. say about it. I don't, don't want anybody to be angry with me because they think I don't want to see it for the wrong reasons. Okay. Yeah. I I just don't want to see it because it's the same way that they're talking about remaking Jaws. Why? Why? Why do you want to do that? The original is good enough to withstand the test of time forever. Why do you need to reboot, remake, whatever you want to call it? I don't know. Because people now younger like cgi all i know is when when the first yahoo decides they're going to remake star wars there's going to be an assassination attempt oh they're they're getting ready to remake that next year no hush yeah no stop a new hope i'm not talking to you anymore do you have any news chad i do like i mentioned before pokemon go is out and about (laughs) and if you're willing to walk in front of a train to catch a jiggly poof or off whatever a cliff they are to catch a squirtle uh squirt yeah i got squir- your charmander's all up in your face uh bell balfazor no i get i, I, I think no that's idea. a disney movie i don't know I have or no a idea. demon i wonder how many people know what pokemon's actually short for i don't it's short for pocket monster Okay. Roll with your nerd self. No, I'm just saying. <laughs> All right. Well, this one comes to us from MysteriousUniverse.org, and it's Pokemon Go, Area 51, and Alien Mind Control. Nice. 
You knew it was going to happen sooner or later. Stories are emerging about Pokemon Go. Players trying to catch Pokemon in Area 51. Are they true? What Pokemon did they find there? Is there any connection to people looking for Pokemon in Area 51 and the rumors that the game is actually a form of alien mind control similar to that of Katarians? Ask a Trekkie. <laughs> First, a quick update for the uninitiated, and thank you for coming to Mysterious Universe for your information. It tells me right there, so I'm oh, going to read it. Well, good. Uh, Pokemon Go is a free-to-play mobile app for the iOS and Android, which uses your phone's GPS to determine your actual location, and then adds Pokemon... Pocket Monsters. Pocket Monster. For you to catch. Yes, they're the same Pokemon you remember that started with the Game Boy handheld video game. Since the app puts Pokemon where you are, you're receiving even more people than before walking around, staring at their phones, and tapping away. The game finds Pokemon everywhere, so why not look for them in Area 51, one of the most secure and mysterious places on Earth? Are there any there? It's hard to tell. One report about a man named Steve Whitaker who claimed he was arrested <laughs> after jumping an Area 51 fence in pursuit of Mewtwo. Whatever. Rattling hum. Turned out to be a fake. The part that President Obama holding a press conference to address the issue and talk about his own Pokemon Go adventures was a clue. So What? Really? Yeah. Turned out didn't really Oh, happen. that was fake. Yeah, oh, they okay. Faked, they faked that part. Um, a better source is the gaming website Frag Hero which sent a team to the extraterrestrial highway, State Route 375, which leads up to Area 51. They found Pokemon, gyms, and Pokestops. <laughs> now, uh, now, when I was growing up and they talked about you stopping Pokestops. at a rest stop, <laughs> Pokestops were something completely different. They didn't go inside, but went right up to the gate, which is close enough for government work. Speaking of the government, while some are already calling Pokemon Go some kind of government mind control plot, a few others think it may be of an alien origin. Because of its resemblance to the plot of Star Trek The Next Generation episode, The Game, where Riker brings a virtual game onto the Enterprise which turns the crew into mind-controlled slaves of the Katarians. Okay. It's funny not, a, that, not up on my Star Trek The Next Generation. It's funny that the name of those aliens has the word Atari. Inside of it mixed up a little bit. Not the Orca Nintendians. Well, true. So Pokemon Go has quickly grabbed the attention of the smartphone-holding world. Pokemon have been seen close to Area 51, and the game is taking control of human users like a similar alien game on Next Generation. Is Pokemon Go a tool of someone, government, or alien aiming to control human minds? If your mind is already controlled, does it matter who is doing the controlling? So, you know what I like to think? What? I like to think if there are whatever they pokey stops or whatever pokey balls or whatever it is you have to have to get one of them. Mm -hmm. I hope they are like at least one or two in Area 51. And you know the guys in the big black Broncos that pull up on the hills and watch you if you go to the gates. Uh I hope they play it and they have them and they're uber rare Pokemon. And yeah. they, like, show them to the people that are there and can't get into it, going, can't, can't get them all, can you? Well, you know, there's going to be the one uh, game designer that's going to end up GPS them all in gorilla enclosures. <laughs> nice. Mm-hmm. True. Put them in with, like, the Burmese python. Alligators. I wonder how close do you have to be to one to catch it? Oh, I don't know. I mean, you walk up to it, you throw your balls out, I guess. Explicit tag. Wait a minute. <laughs> Oh, we're still talking about Pokemon Go. I hope. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> How many zoos tried, have you been kicked out of, Jack? Gotta catch them all. I, yeah. Mm-hmm. I have no need, want, or desire Hey, for that game. I, it's a generation thing, I guess. I don't know. I, we're old. I am old. Well. Bagnam kids with their, with their Pokemon and their Go Balls all hanging out. Catch them. Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Well, moving on from that yes, exciting Christ. little game, what, something something that might excite you a little bit more than Pokemon. Uh-oh. What kind of tidbit you got over there? Frightening Bigfoot encounter from Daniels, Maryland. Ooh, Bigfoot. Comes to us from Phantoms and Monsters. It says, The following encounter in the Patapsco State Park in Maryland was recently posted at Reddit. This is in the same park where I had my encounter in 1981. Through the description of the location provided, it is probably the area around Daniels, Maryland, which is about six miles downstream from my encounter. The mill town was washed away in 1972 during the floods from Tropical Storm Agnes. It reads, My son and I had an experience with Bigfoot. We were walking in an unpopular part of Patapsco Park in Maryland. At first, we were searching for ruins of a town washed out in the 70s. He was 15 at the time, and we were not having luck. Right from the beginning, I got the creeps. We are in the middle of nowhere forest, and we come across an empty ball field with metal bleachers and a shack that was open with dated equipment in there. As we were walking through the field, I felt scared, like there were eyes on us all around. I said nothing. About 30 minutes in, we realized we were in the wrong area. I was thinking... Oh good, I failed my angry teenager again. He's going to forever think I can't do anything right. We see a burned up pine tree, and I stop to take a picture. My son says, this is lame, let's go. This is where things get real fast. We turn around, walk 20 steps, he picks up a stick and bangs a tree. I look down and see deep footprints in the semi-dry mud. Those tracks were not there when we walked up. We take pictures. I jump up and down to try to recreate the indentation and I can't do it. I then realize that we are being followed. Panic sets in. Oh. I declare a swift departure. I think to myself, is my child safer in front or behind me? This is a crappy thing to have to think. I push him out in front of me. He has a machete and I have a stupid stick. <laughs> we start to run. <laughs> we start to run walk back. This is what we hear. Wrestling along the side of the path, my son sees an arm. We hear the sound of a jug. You know, the sound you hear when someone is blowing on top of a jug. We see two different size path prints, small ones and large ones. We run by what looks like bedding in thick, cool grass. We start to feel safe getting closer to the car. My son beats a stick against a tree. At that point, a giant roar erupts behind us. So I grab the stick and scream at him, Stop hitting the effing tree. We know it works. Run. <laughs> we make it back. I'm repeating the words I wish that never happened to us. He's repeating, That's the best thing that ever happened to me. We get home and I am virtually retarded with stress. Oh, oh. This person. My son said we have to tell someone. Oh man, I think. I can't deny it. My son was with me. Thus began my contact with a Bigfoot specialist and a cryptozoologist. I would say to my husband, if the Bigfoot person calls, tell him I'll be back by 7.30. This was two years ago. I have thought about it a lot. I believe them to be real and not real at the same time. Somehow I think they are spirits in the, of the forest. I also no longer care if people believe me or not. 
It happened, and I have nothing to gain from the story. Also, I told the Bigfoot people to stop telling people to bang on trees. They hate it. Wow. You know why the kid was excited, right? Why? Bigfoot showed up with his jugs whipped out. All I know is that's the last time I let you pick stories. <clears throat> well, well, hey. when, when stories are the, I'm just going to write down what the person wrote in the email without paraf- without editing, they never go good. <laughs> hey, he was trying to capture the moment. Capture them all. Yeah. Pokemon Go. They should do that with, they should do Pokemon Go with cryptids. Cryptidmon Go? Or Crippymon? I think that's Crippy, a different No, one. I don't know. Oh, you might get an And then you would have to have Bloodmon Go. Oh. And, the one thing in that, though, that I will take from that story other than just, uh, Yeah. The kid's hitting the tree with sticks, and it's making mm-hmm. the Bigfoot go crazy. Yeah. Isn't that something they do all the time? That's one of the things you hear that you occasionally hear tree knocking. Yeah, they actually sell uh, specific tree knocking sticks. Really? To call in Bigfoot. When I was at the Ohio Bigfoot mm. Conference, they were selling those there. They start at around $35 so... and can go up to as much as... $100. You have to have a special stick to hit a tree to call Bigfoot because Bigfoot's very selective about the stick he picks up hey, to hit a tree. Hey, you don't have to have a special one, but if you want to look badass while you have your, your Bigfoot stick, you want a custom without... It's got to have the good... Now, this is what I was told. The, <laughs> oh, handle, <no. laughs> the handle has to be made and wrapped specifically so you don't get the vibration in your hand when you hit the tree because you have to hit it pretty hard. Uh, it needs to be the proper length... I have a question. Yes. Did the did these Bigfoot knocking sticks, uh-huh. was there a large, like, sanded, scraped area on one side that, if you looked real Louisville faintly, slugger. said Louisville Slugger? No, they, they weren't shaped like uh, bats. They were just, kind of, oh. they looked more like uh, police batons, kind of. And that's what you use to go out and smack trees with to make yeah. sure that you call the Bigfoot. Yeah, you don't pick up a stick that you find in the woods and hit a tree. That's what an amateur would do, Chris. I mean, or a Bigfoot. You know what? We yeah, yes. I'm kind of appalled by your ignorance in this. <laughs> I'm just saying, Bigfoot doesn't have specialized tree knocking sticks I, that I know. Have you ever seen a pair of Bigfoot specialized fingerless gloves that he uses when he tree knocks? Are they Italian leather? They are. They're nice. <laughs> Fine Corinthian leather. Mm. Mm. Yep. Yeah. So anyway. <laughs> so I think we'll call it quits with the uh, two news stories tonight because we have quite the show worked up. Yeah, what's coming up, Chris? Well, coming up after the break, Chad, uh-huh. we're going to talk about America's favorite way to open the portal to hell on Family Night, Chad. Really? The Ouija board. Wow.
right, welcome back, everybody. Hello, hello. And as I said before the break, we are talking Ouija board tonight. Yes, from Mysterious, Strange, Shoots and Ladders. <laughs> it's the candy land of the devil. It's true. It's what I've heard. And I think uh, to start it off before we kick into a, kind of a history of it, you uh, have a little story. I do. I about have. some of the misguided happenings of Ouija board using. I have a story about that, yes, and it uh, starts out with this. My girlfriend told me the story about an experience she had with a Ouija board while in high school sometime in 1986. She had a friend named Johnny who was suffering from CF or some other debilitating illness. He had recently been hospitalized as a result. Both she and her friend Shelly visited Johnny regularly in the hopes of keeping his spirits up for a quick recovery. One night after visiting Johnny, they were at Shelly's when they decided to try out a Ouija board. After a while, they started communicating with a spirit who seemed to know a lot about them and it really shouldn't. After some regular questions about boys and general questions one would expect teenage girls to ask, my girlfriend decided to ask about Johnny and his condition. The board quickly spelled out, 24 June 1987, Johnny won't have to worry anymore. And went to goodbye. My girlfriend and Shelly were so convinced that the board was giving them a date for recovery that they actually wrote the message down and sealed it in an envelope. The following year, on the 24th of June, it turned out that Johnny indeed no longer needed to worry about his condition. It was the day he died. Spooky. Scary. Sometimes, Chris, when you stare in the darkness too long, it stares back. Sure. Uh-huh. <laughs> you stare into the darkness a lot, Chad? Pretty much. Okay. I believe in a thing called love. That was the darkness. You never listen to the darkness. You need to get out more. For what? Okay. Pokemon Go. Pokemon Go. Maybe that's how... that We can get you out of the house doing that. When you start getting you to play Pokemon Go? Yeah, I get hit by a truck. Well, all right. Well, that's a story about one of the happenings with Ouija board use. Mm-hmm. But uh, a lot of people know about the Ouija board, what it is and everything, but a lot of people don't know where it came from. Really? Do you? Um, <laughs> Toys R Us. <laughs> I, yeah, I had a couple come from... No, I believe it came from the spiritualist movement, didn't it? Yes, it did, Chad. Yes. In 1848, in Hydesville, New York, a very special thing happened, Chad. Special? It seems Kate and Margaret Fox were able to contact the spirit of a dead merchant. The hell you say. (laughs) And instantly, they were celebrities, and it started a movement in America and Europe called spiritualism. Wow, that's pretty good. Uh, Soon after that, spiritualist churches started popping up everywhere. And that was kind of the craze for a while. Uh, mediums were high in demand for their gift. And when this is one thing when I was doing the uh, reading up on this, uh-huh. I didn't, I had never knew where the term medium actually came from. You know, silly little thing like that. Size shirt I could never wear. Exactly. Other than that, <laughs> it turns out medium is from intermediary because they were the intermediaries between the living and the dead. Yeah. Did not know that. Huh. But they were in high demand. The movement was taken off. People were excited about it. So naturally, all kinds of other ways to communicate with spirits popped up here and there. Mm-hmm. People really wanted to do this. Two of the main ways that people came up with this, and you may have heard of at least one of these, was table tipping. Yes. And then just knocking on walls. So with table tipping, people would gather around and sit at the table, 
and the medium that was there with them would try to communicate with the spirits. And if they were able to, the table would kind of maybe slightly levitate, maybe vibrate a little bit. Yeah. And the way to get messages from the spirits was they would start calling out the alphabet. When they got to the letter that would be the first letter of the word, the table would knock on the floor. Okay. So that's how they would do that. And the the same way with knocking on walls, the medium would call out letters and you would hear just a on a wall when Hmm. it got to the appropriate letter. Well, that'd be all fine and good, right? Sure. But I got to thinking, you know, if you ask a spirit, what, what's your favorite band? And it said ABBA. That's great. You know, A-B-B-A. But if you were wanting to ask, uh, hey, what craft should I get into to uh, make for fun and profit? And the and the spirit decided to tell you uh, bedazzle xylophones. It's going to take a while. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> a less noisy way that they came up with was the basket pencil. The basket pencil. <laughs> yes, I had to read this a couple times to get it. They would apparently take a wicker basket, kind of a small one, and attach a pencil to the end of it. Mm -hmm. Then the medium would put their hand on it, and it would start writing across the paper. Well, eventually that evolved into the heart-shaped planchette with two legs and the pencils the third. Mm -hmm. Problem with that was, uh, the writing, they said, seemed to be very hard to read. It would go off the paper, it was just unreadable. And the table tipping got boring after a while because so it took so long. So they're bored with table tipping. The automatic writing uh, became hard to read. Right. Looked like doctor prescriptions. Exactly. So <laughs> The spirit was saying something, but you couldn't tell what. I think we're heading towards a more effective way. Well, not yet. No. Because other people tried things, and uh, if you've heard of dial plates or psychographs. Hmm. No. If you get a chance, look these up. Just Google psychograph or dial plate. They are some of the most convoluted contraptions I've ever seen. They have wheels with letters on them. They have needles and pointers. They have belts and pulleys. And they're just as complicated as can be. And needless to say, they didn't take off very well. What were they made out of? Wood, (laughs) rope, metal. Wood, rope, and metal. Anything that you could get your hands on. Uh, American and European companies really liked that planchette idea with the pencil as the third leg. It was cheap and easy to make. It was portable. You could make your own board if you needed to. Uh, anything you wanted to do. On March 28, 1886, the Sunday supplement to the New York Tribune ran a story. And the story went... Upon the four corners of the board are respectively yes, no, goodbye, and good day, while the alphabet occupies the center of the board. A miniature standard, which rests upon four legs, stands upon the board, upon which the hands are placed, and then the spirits begin their work. Should an answer be yes or no, the small table will travel to the respective corners, etc. Communications are spelled out by the diminutive table resting over such letters as may be wanted to spell out the message ran in the Boston Globe on June 5th of 1886. Around that same time, one of America's largest toy makers at the time put out a very similar item to the new planchette, is what they were calling that. The W.S. Reed Toy Company of Leominster, Massachusetts, introduced 
The Witchboard. Ooh. Not the movie. Oh. <laughs> it was a good idea, and it was the precursor to our modern board chat, but it was short-lived. Because a date, I believe you hold sacred. Yes. May 28th of 1890. Elijah Bond, Colonel Washington Bowie, Charles Kennard, and William Maupin filed a patent for improvements on the witchboard that were finally approved on February 10th of 1891. They had a name for their new improved board, Chad. Yes. Want to take a guess at what that was? I bet that was the Ouija board. Indeed, the Ouija board. And it is Ouija, not Ouija. Yes. And uh, contrary to popular belief, it's not from yes in French and German. We and ya. We ya. When the group was asked where the name came from, they said the board named itself. They asked it what they should call it, and it spelled out Ouija. They then asked the board what it uh, meant, and the board said it meant good luck. Well... You know, that's not good luck, as in this is good luck. This is good luck, buddy. Good luck getting rid of the demons. Go on. Use me and see what happens. <laughs> well, for a while, Chad, I don't think they cared. Because the uh, Canard Novelty Company began selling the boards for $1.50. Buck 50 That's a lot of money back then. Back then, that was a little bit. <clears throat> but within one year... The Kennard Novelty Company went from having one building in Baltimore, Maryland, to having two in Baltimore, two in New York, two in Chicago, and one in London. Wow. By 1893, uh, Kennard and Bond left, saying that they had had their fill of the company, you know, a short two years after the beginning it. Wow. So Washington Bowie remained the powerhouse behind the Ouija Novelty Company that it had been renamed making most of the corporate decisions and installing his son, Washington Bowie Jr., as manager of the Chicago factory. Uh, he took on a young William Fold under his wing and taught him everything he could about the business. Uh, Fold was an employee and a stockholder at the time, and eventually, in 1897, Bowie leased the rights to manufacture the Ouija board to William and his brother Isaac. With that single stroke of fate, William Fold came to be the one history would re would forever remember as the father of the Ouija board. Wow. In 1919, Bowie finally sold all of his rema remaining shares to Fold for $1. So he sold the entire company to Fold for less than the price of a board. I think the board <laughs> told him to do that. Could have been. Hmm. <laughs> However, Chad, mm -hmm. in February of 1927... Fold was helping to replace a flagpole on his new Baltimore building when a support gave way and he fell to his death. And it was said that the Ouija board had told him to build this building. Oh, no. However, the Ouija board did not tell him to go to the top of the building and help install a flagpole. Hey, well, it's the details. It is. The devil's in the details. That's right. Or demons. Ooh. So the Ouija board kept going, was popular. The 1940s were the heyday for the Ouija board. There were several different versions coming out from several different companies. Uh, and as I understand, every one of them got sued by the Fold Company as soon as it came out. Yeah. Because at that point, it had been in production for quite a while. So Yeah, since 1891. Yeah. So Yeah, <laughs> so it was anything that looked like a Ouija board, worked like a Ouija board, even... So Sounded for around like 50 it. years, you had this 
this Ouija board. Stranglehold on the Ouija board. And all of a sudden in the 40s, they're just, hey. The 40s, people finally decided, you know what? We're, mm-hmm. we're just going to make it. So the 40s saw a virtual cornucopia of artistic and colorful talking boards. Uh, the most beautiful were Haskellites Egyptian-themed mystic boards and mystic trays. Uh, other major players were two Chicago novelty companies, Giftcraft and Lee Industries. They had everything from wizards to cannibals on them. Uh, the talkie boards were wonderful departures from fold simple number boards. Giftcraft's popular Swami featured a flying carpet scene and a genie consulting a crystal ball. Lee's Magic Marvel, done in eye-catching red and yellow, had four turban soothsayers, the Zodiac, and a couple of grumpy demons thrown in just for luck. So they added to the normal board, just putting everything they could think of mysterious and spooky on them to kind of color them up a little bit. Yeah. In 1966, Parker Brothers bought the Ouija board from the Fold Company. And this is probably the one that everybody knows today. Yeah. Kind of the boxes stayed the same. The Ouija board stayed the same. Everything looks pretty much the same. In 1967, one year after Parker Brothers bought the Ouija company from the Fold Company, they sold 2 million boards. Wow. That's more than Monopoly sold that year. They had a good run. Apparently so. And then something happened, Chad. What? It existed as a standard game for the households of America, always mysterious and popular, with the exception of a few Ouija-inspired murders, supposedly. (laughs) Reportedly Ouija-inspired murders. Uh Uh-huh. They were harmless and non-threatening. And then that thing I mentioned earlier happened, Chad. Oh, Captain Howdy showed up. Involved head spinning and pea soup spurting. 1973 happened. And you know what happened in 1973? The Exorcist? Yes. Captain Howdy. The Exorcist. It changed everything for the Ouija board almost overnight. Yeah. And it went from happy family fun night that the church didn't really care about. They didn't really go as far as to endorse it, but they didn't say anything bad about it. To, it was a portal to hell. You're contacting Satan. Oh, my God. Yeah, I can see that. You know, I've seen The Exorcist many times. (laughs) And to this day, it still would make a person pretty apprehensive about just pulling out the old Ouija board and talking to somebody, whoever it might be. Well, what what strikes me about it, the whole story about it is, though, for, what, a hundred years almost, Yeah, you have this board that, if it was in today's time, you might go to the closet and find see Scrabble, Monopoly, Life, Ouija board. You know, it, it was a staple. People played with it all the time. I mean, even, uh, what's his name? Norman Rockwell yeah. did an oil painting of a man and a woman playing with a Ouija board. It was just a thing. Yeah, I know. And then all of a sudden you have a movie where it's like, no, it conjures demons. And then everybody was... Well, think about the, the 70s and... Think about the music and the, you know, hidden messages and records. And, I mean, Dungeons and Dragons would come out. You know, everything had to deal with Magic the missile. devil. Or, that's right, Magic Missile. Judas Priest. Judas Priest. Kiss. Well, they weren't very satanic, but people thought they were. Uh, kids in Satan's service. I thought it was knights in Satan's service. Whatever. <laughs> But anyway, somebody's in Satan's service, I think. And if you look at the movies from the seventies, like Rosemary's baby, 
you know, there was this underlying message about all the things you could do to taunt the devil into your house. And I <laughs> taunt think, him. Yeah, I think, unfortunately, the Ouija board got bundled up into that. Yeah. Hey, you know, the other thing, okay, maybe this stuff happens, maybe it doesn't, I don't know. But if it does, here's my question. Why did the demons wait until 1973? Because, you know, other, like I said in the story, other than a couple reportedly Ouija board related murders, from the time it came out until then, there wasn't, you didn't hear things about, oh, bad things happening with the Ouija board. It was just you used it, you put it up, you were done with it. But then after The Exorcist came out, every time you even looked at a Ouija board, you were inviting demons into your house. Hey, demons like the 70s. So they just waited around, they're like, how do we get into these people's houses? There's no way to do it. Well, you and know. then they, then they, the Ouija board was like, it was out. They didn't pay attention to it. Then they saw the exorcist and went, Hey, I think we got a way in. Well, <laughs> let me ask you this. You know, we've, you and I, not on the show really yet, but, and we will, but we've talked about things like talpas, conjuring demons, talpas <laughs> oh. and conjuring things. And I mean, part of that is you have to have the mindset that, this is going to bring something in. This is going to bring evil in. And you hit the 1970s and you start having all these satanic movies and all these stories about satanic cults and yeah, evil. And when did, did which board come out before or after The Exorcist? After. Well, okay. after. It was like 1987 or oh, Yeah, that's right. But I think that just the mindset was there. And if, let's say things were happening. I, I don't know. I haven't been around anybody personally while something has happened with a Ouija board. But if you're going to sit there and get yourself worked up and somebody's thinking, well, something bad could come of this. Who's to say it didn't manifest just because of that. You know, it was just that right. like negative said, reinforcement. Tulpa. Yeah. Just because there's enough thought about it, it happens. Yeah, exactly. So it, it was just, maybe that was just the time frame. You know, people used to not think about evil things associated with the Ouija board. I still like to think the demons were just waiting around. Well, one day, guys. One day. Sure, Chris. <laughs> you feel that way. You're absolutely right. That's just the way I like to think it. I like to think the demons are evil and out to kill you and possess your soul, but at the same time, they might be fun to have a beer with. Well, I mean, they probably have jobs and unions. And they have stories. Lots of stories. But they never email <laughs> us. No, they no. don't. Do you uh, have any more interesting little stories about the old Ouija board acting a little... Uh, Crazy there, Chad? I do. I have a little story here that I'd like to share. It uh, starts out by saying, I have a terrifying story about a Ouija board. I got a call from my cousin who said that he, his brother, his dad, and his best friend were using a Ouija board in their basement. Prior to starting, they took a large porcelain doll out of the room because it was creepy and placed it in an adjacent room face down on a pile of towels. My cousin took a short break because the board was just spouting nonsense and he went to take a restroom break. His dad and brother and friends started asking the board questions without him. One of the questions was, who was in the other room? It just started spouting random numbers, and when my cousin came back into the room, his brother said that it wasn't working, and they were going to put it away, and he showed him the answer to the last question he asked, and he said, dude, that's my social security number. Then they started to talk to whatever started spewing answers out. It told my cousin he would die in the Air Force. At this point, they tell the entity they are communicating with to prove itself. It then spelled out the word D-O-L-L. -L. And they were like, what, WTF? 
WTF indeed. Yes. They opened the door to check on the porcelain doll they had laid in the other room, and when they opened the door, the doll was standing upright in front of the door, staring right at them. Everyone freaked out and ran out of the house. His best friend burned the Ouija board, mm. and I think he temporarily went nuts for a few months. My cousin, for some reason, then joined the Air Force and is now on a base in Europe. There's a uh, little help, helpful tip there. Don't burn your Ouija board. Yeah, I've heard you're not supposed to do that. No. Uh, another thing I saw reading up for the show, the proper way to get rid of the Ouija board, Chad, is yes. to cut it up into seven pieces, sprinkle it with holy water, and then bury it. Hmm. Are there... In doing your research and looking into the history of the Ouija board, were there any other strange things that are associated with it that you recall? Really, the only ones that I saw were the don't burn it, you know, dispose of it properly. And another one that kept coming up was don't ever buy and use a used Ouija board. Hmm. Well. Now, I know there's lots of collectors out there that buy used Ouija boards like crazy, but it was the mainly don't buy and use that Ouija board because you don't see. know what's attached to the said Ouija board. One other interesting thing, and anybody that n knows much about Ouija boards, you probably ran into this before, is a little guy called Zozo. Uh oh. And <laughs> just to mention the name, Chris. I know it's like the gin. It's true. Just saying the name makes it appear. Tankeray. Beef no. eater. <laughs> Beef eater. Uh. But yeah, Zozo, he's uh, kind of a little demon that likes to appear in the Ouija boards from time to time. It's frightening. And you may actually know a little bit more about Zozo happenings than I do. Well, here's the thing. I'd... Well, about the groups of demons that are related with him. Yeah, kind of the thing is with the Zozo and Pazuzu, and usually it's associated with a group of demons we are legion kind of thing. So if you look into a lot of just demonology books, history, it seems there's always these repetitive sound entities that will show themselves through possession of a person, possession of an item, communication through an item. And they're always a group that is trying to perform whatever tasks they have. Maybe they're because they do present themselves that way as an entity that, is a group maybe they're the lower class or maybe they're a little bit weaker and that's Aww. the way they come through so they're the demons that don't really have anything to do because they botch jobs up and they're they're not really doing the important things so they're hanging around and they just mess with people playing with the ouija board they work the warehouse oh poor guys well one one thing i wanted to ask you you said it's a lot of repetitive names like Zozo, Zuzu, things like that. Mm -hmm. Are panda bears in zoos demons? Because Ling Ling, you know, <laughs> insert I, other name here I for think panda bears. Uh, I think you're pulling names from a different culture at that you point. Know, I've seen different. a video on YouTube of a panda attacking a person, and I think they are demons. Well, I mean, they could be, but they're panda <laughs> bears. Everybody loves panda bears. <laughs> Until it rips your soul out yeah it's dolphins you gotta be afraid of dolphins yeah and we know why yeah just everybody look up dolphin cave you'll know <laughs> what you know hey zozo one good thing he did though i think didn't he help ghostwrite a very popular led zeppelin album 
<laughs> you would know before I would, sir. <laughs> I think it was the one with uh, Stairway to Heaven on it. Yeah. I do believe so. At the end of it all, Chad. Yeah, at the end of the day. What's your take on the old Ouija board? Is it a portal to hell? Is it what you make it? Is it innocent little board game? I think it's like a lot of things that are associated with paranormal. I think you get out of it what you put into it. And if you go in with the mindset that you can open the door to someplace that's dark or you can, and it's not even you. I mean, if you go in there with somebody else is doing it and they have that mindset and it influences your environment and things around you, it's, it's just like if you've got a negative outlook, if you're sick or if you've got a negative outlook, if things aren't going well financially or with your job or whatever, and it just seems like things get worse for some people. Um, those are usually people that keep that kind of mentality. I think you get the same thing out of that board. And is it paranormal? Could be. Yeah, I think you just get out of it what you put into it, sir. Well, yes, Ouija Chris. board. I think we should go mess with one now. Yeah, sure, we can go find one. Because yeah, you know I've still got that special edition uh, pink. The pink one? One that Toys R Us had to pull from the, the ones, shelves. The, well, they didn't actually pull them. They just, uh, what happened was the... Uh, there was a group of Christian rights people that had a fit, so they stopped manufacturing them. Oh, uh, okay. But Toys R Us went on and finished out the stock they had and clearanced them out in the end. Special pink Ouija Special board. pink with little cards. Trying to uh, lure little girls into the occult. If you've got a, <laughs> a little girl between the ages of 6 and 12 and you want her to introduce herself to the world of dark forces... But in a pretty pink kind of way. Yeah, you know, ease into it. So instead of Zozo, you might contact like Fufu with that one. Yeah, you know, you're like, hey, this little demon's not so bad. He's not the one that's going to come into your room late at night when you're sleeping. You want to you go play with Barbies and yeah. stuff, little girl? Mm. Demon. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but anyway. Chadwick. Yes, sir. Uh, one little note here. Uh Sometime in the near future, we are going to start uh, retooling the old Paranormal Guys website. Yeah, you've been working on that? Uh, slowly. And one day, it will be there. So if one day you try to go to the site and it's just a screen that redirects you to our SoundCloud page, it's fine. Chad okay. Chad hasn't went into hiding. No one's been kidnapped. We're just no. retooling the site. <laughs> yeah. Until we start retooling the site, you can always go there. You can find the shows. They're posted on the website. You can find any kind of news or announcements we made. Uh, there's a way to email us in a form there. Or you can always use pongpodcast at gmail.com. Yes. That'll get to us. Uh, there's some links on our uh, website for places we like to get news from. Extra cool things we're interested in. Extra cool things. Sure. <laughs> Super extra cool things. You can, you can donate if you want to kick a little change our way to the show. That's yeah. right. If you'd like to help with anything from web fees to headphones or a drone for Chad. Send us stories. Uh, we're going to try to get a show together in the future if we get enough stories in that we'll read our listeners' stories on the air. You can also email us your name and address and we will send you some paranormal guys decals. You say some, Chad. I mean, well, I mean, we're not made of money here, but you know, you're not going to get 50. Yeah. You, mean, won't, you won't get a minimum print quantity <laughs> that uh we had to order and pay for. We'll mail them to you, but it's got to be at least 100. Yeah. Yeah. No. But yeah, if you want one of those super ultra cool paranormal guys 
limited edition uh, decals, you go ahead and just email us your name and uh, address. Truly. True dad. True dad, sir. Hey. Yes? The show has some rocking music. It does. The uh, music for the show is by William Blanchard. Uh, you can find his music to purchase at soundclick.com. And he also has a SoundCloud page. You can uh, just type in William Blanchard on either of those, and he will come right up and have some awesome music. You should buy and listen to it. It's very true. Good stuff. Good stuff. I believe that makes another Paranormal Guys come to an end, Chad. Really? It does. At the getting close to the show, you start to get bored. Mm, no. Like, you got bored, I got bored, Ouija got bored talking about have a paranormal weeks himself came in here and took me straight on a portal to hell right here on this board he put me on it yeah <laughs>